Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast, Season 7. This evening, we are going to be discussing the up-and-coming and growing too fast AI, or artificial intelligence. This evening, I'm joined by Peter, who's Hi. W- literally warming up the mic. He just got, like, like It was like his hands were cold or something. It was just, you know... Uh, Colleen is here, and Chris is here too. Good day. Well, that table's really wobbly. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I have questions, and I want to know everybody's opinions. So, from my understanding, a lot of these things started in our beloved cell phones with, like, Bixby and Siri are the two different ones. One for Android, one for Apple. Um, Can I jump in there? Yeah. What do you mean by start? Well, when it really became mainstream, when it started to hit the consumer in an obvious way. Because it's being talked about in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm talking about, like, more recent stuff. We know that, like, AI has been in development for since God knows when, right? Clarification. Since... Since mankind has learned mathematics, we've been trying to create create ourselves. But we know machinery better than than we know biology, so it's just easier to do it that way. Wow, that's bringing in the entire Frankenstein saga. Mm-hmm. So, um, did anybody use any of those? Like, did you ever use Siri or did you ever use Bixby as a, a, a vocal assistant? I use... Uh... Bixby all the time as talk to text because believe it or not that's a form of AI and uh, the fact that like hey Google find this for me hey Google do this for me it's a lazy man's way of playing on the internet and uh, believe it or not but if you have a Google Home or uh, uh, Alexa you can easily look at it and go hey Google play the poop song and it plays an amazing song, and it's actually really funny. So many people's devices are going to be going off because we're using their names. You know, hey Siri, tell me a joke. Okay, so as someone who does have Apple, um, I don't use Siri very much because I guess I have a voice that it doesn't pick up. So when I try to use Siri, she is possessed. And gets everything wrong. Or she hears me when I don't ask her to. And then she does a weird crown. So I've given up on Siri. But I have numerous friends who uh, need it for accessibility features. Because they can't type. Um, You know, fingers don't work. And um, they use Siri all the time. Constantly. Like everything they do on their phone is Siri. Siri set an alarm. Siri open this app. Uh, Siri call, Siri text, yeah. everything is done by voice completely. Literally, if, if you're using one of these things, your, yeah. your app's going to be going crazy <laughs> yeah, tonight. Yeah. Mine is on, just to tell you, mine is on, and mine has not picked up a single thing that what we've said. She does not hear me when I say, hey, Siri, hey, uh, Siri, Oh, but there's, nothing. Par- there's, there's parts of your phone that hear you anyway. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> like, it doesn't hear you, but the guy who listens to your telephone feed later does. Oh, well, hey, Amazon hears anything I say. Now, as far as the two you've mentioned, I've got to be honest, I've never used either one of them. Uh, my closest, I guess, would be Alexa. Right, and as y'all, I don't know if y'all know, but Tim was 
crazy into Alexa. So he had Alexa, and we renamed the one in the living room no, for me. No, no, you're jumping ahead. Phones. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. Stick into Well, that's why I started off with I didn't have those yeah, two. No, we but... got we got to stick with the. Okay. So, well, I didn't use, so you can cut that whole piece out. Here we go. That, that's all right. Okay. Um, so I didn't use any on my phone. <laughs> Anytime I got a new phone, I saw this Bixby thing coming up, and. Every time I looked at it, I'm like, why is this thing taking up so much stuff on my phone? What is this for? I, I never figured out what it was for. It actually had its own scroll to page and all this kind of stuff. Uh, anytime I've had it on my phone, I have gone into it and uninstalled it. I, I can't read that from here. No. No, that's probably a different AI. But no, um... Specifically with this new phone that I have that's currently inside charging so I don't get in trouble if it rings. It came with Bixby and you scroll to the left one page and it was like, Welcome to Bixby. I can be your personal assistant and do everything you need me to do. And I looked at that and I'm like, Nope, I am not doing this whatsoever. I uninstalled it. I'm like, I need more room for games. I don't need to be able to talk to the phone because I can already talk to the Google app on my phone. If I'm doing a search on Google and I don't know how to spell, you know, oh, I don't, ambidextrous or onomatopoeia or whatever, you're trying to look something up, right? I'd rather be able to, even sometimes then it doesn't get as like, did you mean Jesus loves us? And it's like, no, that's not even close. Anyways, now, so yeah, go ahead. With, with Siri, um, we can turn her on or off, but <coughs> we really can't delete her. She's part of the OS system, they, so we can't. We can turn her on very quite uh, easy, or we can turn her off, and then we give her commands as to what she can listen to, what she can tell us, how to tell us all these things. But we can't delete her. Th this is why I like Android. Andrew, Android for the most part, not entirely gives you more freedom to take things off and put things on. So if you don't want these AI systems on, uh, unless they're a vital part of something, like you wouldn't be able to get rid of its initial speech-to-text function because it might be part of your keyboard's installation. You know, if it's something like that, it won't delete it. But when it's an actual full separate assistant, like Bixby did, oh, okay. But what they what they did was they baked Siri into the into the the foundation of it. Yeah, we can delete her data, but then we have to reteach her how to listen to us and what things to pronounce and how to pronounce them. Yeah. So we generally don't do that, and even then, it it only takes like a it takes less than a gig for all that generally. So, um, I know a lot of people when Siri first came out were complaining because you couldn't even say like the first apple phones and stuff like that you couldn't even say like siri or anything like that like people would be talking about syria and she would kick in and yeah stuff like that like her voice her her uh, recognition was so touchy and i have a friend of mine who's visually impaired and the only reason he has an apple phone is because of siri so that he can um use it and stuff like that and she'll talk back to him and stuff like that but uh i found when i was using when they first brought bigsby out for like the androids and stuff like that lg tried to stay away from it a lot because they didn't like the way that um it was so easy to corrupt data and stuff like that in the phone that um 
it was taking up almost six gigs of space. Wow. Yeah, you don't realize Holy. how much space is actually being used. Now, having not used them, I do have this one question that I'm curious to, because it's how much, even with Bixby and series, are one profiling of your usage, right? So they're going to ignore what might be a truer answer in favor of something that you side with, that they know in that point of view. Also, where is the paid element in these elements? And then, and I've got to ask this question. So, like we know Google, your first five are the ads, right? Or your first 10 or your first 25. I don't know what it is now. And that's true of any of the search engines, right? I cannot see something from an advertising point of view being worked into both Siri and Bixby um, from especially if you're doing a general search. There, a lot of the reasons why they add these things is selling points because the super techie type are going to want to fiddle with these things, right? So they put it on the phone and let people experience it. It's also a way to get used to them, I think, having them be more normalized and be around in our lives. Because, like, I tell you right now, if I told my grandfather I talked to a little square and it can show me anything I want in the entire world, he would say I'm insane. You know, he, he passed away in, like, 97, so, like, he didn't even see the first major cell phones, let alone the major smartphones. And, and now they're, they're so far past smartphones, we're all carrying around essentially computers. And sometimes your phone is better than your laptop. Supercomputers. So with Siri, a lot of people don't realize it, but um, if you know how to mess with her, <laughs> you can actually change her voice. She has over 900 different voices. You could have Luke Skywalker as your Siri. And that's like, the I can't remember his name, the guy who plays Luke. Mark Hamill. Okay. And Mark Hamill, that's it. Yes. Um, he, he'll be the voice of your Siri. So you'll say, hey, Siri... And instead of, you know, it coming up as the female voice, computerized voice that we're all used to hearing, it's Mark answering your questions. And he it's him reading like they've taken speech patterns from like the movies and stuff like that. And they use that to come up with your answers. So, like, if you say, hey, Siri, find um, the score for the Toronto Blue Jays game. It's Mark reading you the, the score of the Toronto Blue Jays game. Right. So. But how different is that from, you know, when I'm scrolling through on my reels, I see all of these advertisements for the app, right? Make yourself sound like this. You were talking, showing me about, you know, you send in the, um, that one show you were watching on the, on the internet where they would send in a song and who was singing it, you'd have someone different sing it by, right? So that was those artificial voiceovers don't necessarily have anything to do with AI. That's just an app, really. Actually, that is a whole other form of AI, what they're doing with voices and how they can just take uh, a oh, sample we'll, of your voice. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get so, there. I, I got the list. I wanted to go in order because I kind of I kind of did it in like a progression kind of thing. And I'm talking really loud right now because it's raining and I think you guys can hear it too. So hopefully that doesn't come out way too crazy. Anyway, so my next one was um, the, the home assistants. So when the... When they graduated to the home assistants, you had to change the name of yours because it had the same name as my cat. Well, no, no, it wasn't because of your cat, right? We had it operating in two rooms with multiple devices, right? So, like, 
don't get me wrong, right? Tim was into this, right? So he had four four lamps, four light switches, one, two, three, four televisions, um, two computers, a sound box, right? An amplifier, amplifier all hooked yeah. up into one Alexis, right? And he had all the outputs and everything, man. And he... So we had one in the living room, and he has one in his room. But it was an Alexa outlet, right? Yeah. So the problem is, is that, and well, people would come over, and he, Tim would be in his room, and we'd be doing something in the living room, and they'd go, Alexis, turn off Tim's TV. Right? And Tim's TV, and it was, one day Tim just got pissed with it, <laughs> right? So the one in the living room became Echo, and it would ignore any Alexis command, Right? Um, and no one was told that it was Echo. The problem is I have now, I don't know anything about it. I couldn't, I have no idea about the system. It's still all wired in, right? Um, but, and I don't use it, but it will hear the word Echo on a movie, right? Like I watch a lot of like military sci-fi, right? Like Echo, Charlie 1-1. And it's suddenly answering something about Charlie 1-1, right? <laughs> Over here in the back. That's hilarious. <laughs> right? So I'm sorry. I just got to say, it's Nidget. <laughs> that is so good. So my ex-roommate was big into the, like, almost like Tim with everything plugged in and stuff like that. And my new TV that's sitting in the house right now, um, it, I'd have to talk, because his room was right beside mine. And his, sat like, his um, Google Home or Alexa would sit on his counter, like right on the other side of my wall. So if I said, hey, uh, if I was talking to my remote to like find a movie on Netflix, I'd be like, Alexa, find uh, Man in Black. And all of a sudden, his Alexa in his room would pick me up if I was talking too loud. So it got to the point where I didn't use mine, but he would literally sit in his bedroom and be like, Alexa, turn the living room light on. And it would turn the lights on because he knew it drove me nuts. And we had a strobe light with like a disco ball light in our living room. So he would turn it on to wake me up because all I'd see is like these flashing lights outside my door. And I was like, okay, now I see what you're doing. And the one time I didn't even know you could do it from your phone, but he was working up in the Sioux and he had messaged me and he was like, Hey man, are you home? And I didn't respond fast enough. So he literally turned his Alexa on in the bedroom and started playing sirens and like gunshots and stuff like that through the Alexa. So all of a sudden I'm sitting in my room watching TV and it sounds like there's a gunfight going on in the room beside me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I'm sitting there and I'm, I messaged him and I was like, dude, like your Alexa is going nuts in your room. And he's like, Oh, I didn't know that. And then for three hours straight, the guy played baby shark on repeat <laughs> To drive me, like, to the point where I ended up going out because I couldn't get into the room to turn the stupid thing off. And I, if I yelled, hey, Alexa, turn off, he would just turn it back on on his phone. And it was like, you son of a bitch. Like, stop playing with this damn thing because they're that, and, like, you don't realize how wired in they are. But it is weird because that we both had that one issue where it's people coming in and messing with it, right? Um... Uh, and, and and seriously, it would drive me right up a wall. Now, nine times out of ten, it was only because we had actually named things. We actually changed eventually the names of the TVs, yeah. right? So they were TV one, two, three, and four, 
right? And when that started, people guessing those ones, we would change it again to A, B, C, D, and such on and so forth. So, so people couldn't impact without the knowledge. We just had to keep up changing it right, as people came in. So I've heard of people. Um, I've heard of people having them on, and their kids have made these extravagant Amazon purchases just with their voices because it's meant to pick up anybody's voice in case of emergency. Uh, understandable. It needs to be that kind of thing. But, like, there should be some verification. It shouldn't just be like, okay, you know, it's already got your credit card. See, I will not have one of those in my home because I don't need something actively listening to me when we've already got enough cell phones actively listening to us. I had a friend who, she got an Alexa. It was plugged in for a week. It has been in the box unplugged ever since. It went nuts. It would pick up when she had uh, care workers in, when anybody would come in. You'd say something, and her phone would start start showing her weird things. Like, like she'd get them pop up on her Amazon. Uh, she, there was an accidental purpose purchase that was made. It would turn things on and off without us knowing. There was We had no idea what was going on. This thing was beyond possessed, and it, it get, get, got to the point where it was extremely creepy so it was like okay we're just packing this thing up because it was so freaked uh and it couldn't do anything right you tell it to do something and it would turn on wrong things really weirdly and it it was really weird so it was like no no so i will not have one before i pass the mic to chris because i think he wants it to um one part i'm going to add to this is also smart homes because we can just slide into that. They're, we're really close right now because the Alexas and such can be plugged in in a way they that do they can exist. operate they that actually, way. They, but smart, smart homes, homes, they're like built that way. So the one uh, story I wanted to mention is that recently, uh, something about there was an Amazon delivery guy coming to the house and the guy had his home wired with the Amazon home stuff, right? Uh, I, I don't know what it's called and I don't care to know. Um, but for whatever reason, it got misconstrued that somehow either the owner or the delivery guy, someone had said a racial slur and it was sent back to the headquarters. It was monitored. And just because a racial term was used or. Uh, what it thought was a racial term was used. Apparently, it wasn't even a racial term. He had said something completely different. It just came out sounding like something like that. Uh, Amazon then went and said, okay, well, we're sorry. We we don't put up with this kind of uh, thing, as you shouldn't. And they canceled his services. That locked all of his doors, all of his windows. He can't use his stove, his oven, his fridge. None of it. It's all shut down because the entire thing so, like, that's too much, Big Brother. When Big Brother now has the keys to your house and you can no longer live there because of a misunderstanding well, I, or even a conflict, like, that, that's supposed to be your home, not Amazon's home. Yeah, that's sort of the old adage of uh, all your eggs in one basket, eh? Yeah, I thought you had something else to say. That's oh, no, 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 no. So, making a comment, yeah. Comment. So I have this thing that I do. If I know somebody has an Alexa or if I spot one, as soon as I walk in the house, there's usually three names that it goes by. Alexa, Google, Siri, or or there's four names that they go by. Alexa, Google, Siri, and the other one is home. 
And a lot of people don't realize that you can override any of those systems with the word home. So um, if I walk into somebody's house and I see one, the first thing I do is go home. And they'll be like, what are you doing? And you it automatically picks now it picks me up over any other voice in the house. So now I have control of everything in your home, no matter if you want me to or not. And I've like I went to my cousin's house one time and he had an Alexa and the thing wouldn't pick my voice up. So I just yelled at it. Hey, home. And it picked up right then and there. It stopped listening to him and his fiance and took over me. And I had this thing playing like the chicken dance and like all these stupid songs. And like to the point where he asked me to leave because I had frustrated him so much and I had done it on purpose because I really didn't want to be there in the first place. But um, when I left, they were like, hey, man, what did you do to our Alexa? Like she's not working now and anything to where I had to call his fiance and explain to her how to get it back to work for her because she was like, yeah, dude, he's she's like we can't listen to music, we can't do nothing, like, our stove won't turn on, our, like, the lights won't turn off, like, we can't do nothing, because you've taken over our system. But, but there is one key element in the, in, in this, that, that, like you said, they, they were locked out of their house and whatever, or locked in their house, which was also a possibility. However, under, I'm sure, every statute in the States, I can't be 100% sure, but I know under the Canadian Building Code, right, if it is a powered door, all right. Um, its resting state is open, unlocked. That's why we don't have them in office buildings. Because if the power goes out, so what you do in that situation is you cut your power. And that's what I couldn't get with the smart home, where the guy was locked out because he was now kicked off of his services. Yeah. Why didn't that that they, not just go to open? Well, and it should. It, it should immediately because that if the but, services are canceled and yeah, you lock and the it doors, would. and it would, that's those still doors being services. would simply unlock. If they were magnetically sealed, the <coughs> magnets would go unlock. They're electromagnets. The power still has to come into the house, right? And that requires significant power to hold that lock. And it's code. It's code. You cannot build them. It is illegal to. Reason being, because they could be on fire and someone could become trapped inside. That's why they have to do that. The thing to more worry about that smart home is the power goes out. You have a blackout. You're away for the weekend, right? Your power goes out. Your doors are unlocked. There's no break and entry needed. It's <laughs> just entry. <laughs> that is assuming, though, that people are building them to code and not breaking the law on some of these or that everything is working properly. And that's a lot of assumptions because how many builders out there decide not to put in the proper amount of insulation or the proper this or the proper that. So the key and, and the reason I'm, I'm going to argue that is, is uh, they're also putting in the manufactured lock and the manufactured lock. It's there that it is locked resting open. Right. So they make it that way and they're putting in a final unit. Right. So and it would be a lot more. And so they would then have to go to the process of making the lock themselves or modifying an existing lock, which is more work. <laughs> yeah. So the best way to to describe like the safe homes and stuff like that now, like or um not safe homes, but like the Amazon homes or anything like that that use all like Alexa, open the door, stuff like that, is think of back when we used to watch I think there's a movie and it's called Secure Room and everything is voice activated and 
they they go into the house or into the safety room, safety hut, to get away from somebody that has broken into the house, and now they're locked in the room because they have cut the power off to the house. Safe they, room. That's it. yeah, safe room. So they think like the system thinks, oh shit, somebody's hacked me, so now I have to lock everything in. Right. So that's it's it's so weird the way that they build them, because even though it's supposed to be an automatic open, they don't. But 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 remember, this is a movie and this was for the plot of the movie that you're describing. And it's very key there because if an AI is smart enough to go, oh, they've broken the perimeter and stolen my power. I'm going on battery reserve. Right. There still has to be some power for it to be, stay locked. Right. So I'm going on power reserve. It is now has a strong enough and smart enough AI to recognize that it is a position of safety for the people it has chosen to protect. So it now that movie should change to where that AI is now working the systems within the house that it can rate with its limited amount of power, you see, to attack the villains coming in and save the family being at its goal. So it's all in how you play, play the plot. Oh, it, so. it, could, it could make a really great It Disney would be a movie. good movie. I'd yeah, see it. I'd yeah, watch it. Yeah. yeah, okay, so that's copyright, you <laughs> yeah. know. AI yeah. home, and it could be... Yeah. Uh, okay, so... so yeah. Just one thing, like, the big thing with these is that every time we use Siri, um, every time we use Bixby, Alexa, the systems learn. They learn to figure out what we're saying, how we want it done, they learn from what we ask it. And then even if you opt out of sending the diagnostics back and doing all that, I'm pretty sure there's still some amount of reporting going back oh, where yeah. these systems are learning. They're taking every year we use them, they're getting smarter and they're figuring out how to do th- Like I've watched as Siri went from not understanding uh, certain words to few phones later, it could understand the weird phrases and terms that my friends would use and still understand them. So it's fascinating how it has grown. And we also don't know who exactly is listening to everything we ask it. And I'm not saying that it's an active listening, right? I'm saying that it's just in background files, right? That no one really is paying attention to, right? But it's there, right? Because it's how it's learning, right? So it's maintaining this database of learning how your friends say different slang and such on and so forth. And in the meantime... They know what Bogart means. Who owns Sari or, or those humans on the other side they can access that memory at any time. And they can use the same search parameters on filtered that we get. Yeah. Right? To utilize that information to whatever way they want. So Okay. Yep. Uh so that kind of leads into uh the next part, which is uh AI generated art. Oh, oh, oh now, I love this one. With this, it started off that the problem was um the AIs scour the internet for references uh, comparative to the terms you put in to generate said image. What was happening is it was taking bits and pieces of people's actual finished products and mixing and matching them together to make different things. And it was, in some respects, breaking copyright. Mm -hmm. So that started a whole debate about okay we didn't set out the rules for this yet so what do we do now so that's one thing like i've i've played around with a few of these ai art generators and 
it's fascinating. You can put in a picture of just your face and you expand the side a little bit and it'll start showing a wall. Get a bit more and you might see a lamp. Go down a bit, you might see uh, a Chesterfield. It's gathered these by looking at all of our pictures that we've uploaded onto the internet in the past 10 plus years. And it's putting them all together as to what pixels will look the same, what colors are the same, how am I best to do this to extrapolate and get what an an option might be. And it it is insane. I've played with some of them and it's scary how much it can make it look like this one face and you keep expanding it. All of a sudden, you're lounging on a couch, and everybody's living room looks so normal. There, the things that these AI arts can do is is mind boggling. I've seen some of them, and it was hilarious. So you would look at it, and someone did a, a fan AI generated superhero or what have you, right? And you look at it, and I'm like, that's all well and good, but she's got two of the wrong hands because when she was sitting naturally. The thumbs were on the inside with her palms up. And I'm like, no, her hands are on the wrong hands. Like, they were literally like this. Like, like reversed, right? And it, and I could see that from, like, I, I do drawing and stuff like that. You know which side the thumbs go on, right? There, You have two of them, figure it out. Or if you don't, I'm really sorry. But you know where they are roughly anyway. Um, But, like, I'd look at that those and I'm like, Okay, so the AIs don't understand that hands are left and right and have to be on in a specific order. And uh, some of them I've zoomed in and the faces are like, it's kind of hard to explain. It looks like someone grabbed a cheek and then like smeared it with their thumb to push it over. And But you know when you push paint and it leaves that thicker part at the spot where you stop? Well, the AI left that too. So it was literally like someone smeared it with their thumb, and I'm like, "What? Well, what was the AI thinking there? Like, wait, wait, I'm listening to what you're saying. That you know, the the where you go, but the hands were on the wrong side. The thumbs were facing in, is where they should have been facing out, or the smear on the cheek. And I hear that. Or, and then we got to talk about sentience and intelligence in an well, AI. We'll, we'll, we'll Hang get on, there. no, no, because it's we'll, important. Wait, wait, wait! Don't there. stop me! Don't stop me, please. Right, because it's important here. Because what you're talking about is what you're seeing as a human visually, but you're not telling me. We called it, we were talking about AI art, right? Now, I'm saying that those hands are done that way because as an artist, as an artist, not as an error in the picture, but as an artistic expression, the AI purposely put them that way. That smear has an emotional statement from the AI. You see what I mean? It is artful, Mm. not a mistake i think it's just an overlapping of code and it couldn't figure out which one was more visually acceptable now one the best the best example is there's a commercial you can find on youtube it's a beer commercial and it was done all by ai a video and it is freaking hilarious they've got people drinking beer that's going into their eyeballs yeah like everything is so skewed it is it is nuts it's amazing work but it is completely nuts. It's not an artist runnery. It's the computer not being able to figure out how liquid should be moving, how condensation works, how a hand holds. It's, well, it's not it, an artistic thing. It in doesn't that case. also have these sensory. In your aesthetic opinion, it is not an artistic <laughs> thing happening. So, but also the AIs are lacking the things that we take for granted smell, touch, taste, 
you know, texture, like the temperature. Expression. Yeah. Wind, like like we don't wind. necessarily describe liquids flowing as the way they flow. No, because we, we can't. There's no words for the well, way we do. that water they flow, actually they, flows. But, but it's, you know, when we talk about steam or other ways that things flow and move, we've got a lot of words for it, right? Ooh, seep, globular, right? You know, you try to pull that all into one picture, right? Again, you're, you're I argue, get, yeah. is it art or is it error? Or is it a, a lack of uh, nuance in the language you're using itself? Ooh, I, 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 the, on, the art gallery of Ontario paid how many millions of dollars for, for what? Three stripes. And I will not call that art. However, 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 right? I will argue that AI art, by the very title we've given it, must be looked at from the point of view of art, not technical drawing. Whereas you're looking at it from the point of view of technical drawing. I say, look at it from the point of view of art, if we are going to call it AI art. Because I could look up AI technical drawing and get a whole different set of pictures. Well, in a field that the AI actually is excelling in, is in language models. Because that's pretty much where it all had to start. It had to be able to understand us before we could ask it questions. Right? So... What this um, what is happening now is Hollywood is having a problem because people are getting AIs to write entire scripts, which is putting Hollywood writers out of jobs. But as far as I'm concerned, right now there's no decent um, Hollywood scripts going through there. So maybe you should cut back a couple jobs. I'm not saying going with AI because. Some of that and stuff we do weird, support but. the writers' union. Thank you. Currently on strike with. I I believe in people propagated media over, like even on YouTube, you can find these YouTube channels, and they've usually got conspiracy theories, and either I just saw a glow bug or I'm going blind. Um, but uh you'll see all these different channels. They usually have a black and a white logo. And when you turn them on, they'll tell you a story or whatever. But you can tell that it's an AI voice. And on top of that, if you listen to half of them, none of it is verifiable or or anything else. It was just thrown together. Now, now I've, I've got a real question that I'm probably going to need a clarification here, right? Because I know I can get a script written. And then I can put in a whole bunch of parameters from the point of view of it needs to have all of these current interest things to make sure it makes X amount of dollars, blah, 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 with a limited budget and blah, blah, blah for a film, right? Um, I can do that for those voiceovers you were talking about and such on and so forth, right? But I don't need an AI to do that. I need computer software to do that. Computer software without an AI can do that. It can gather all that data and put it together in a cohesive sense and storage plot line structure. Right, that's easy software work. Right, that's still an AI, AI. Right, again, right when we're talking AI, that's a language model. Yeah, right, is an entire different level of just computer software. So, 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 uh, not yet. We have and, not combined it with quantum computing yet, which is probably not a good idea if we do. Well, I'm, I'm, we'll get to that. I guess, but, 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 I, I do right really need to be. Because, yeah, right now, AI is at the point where it is 
manipulative or can be manipulated, right, by outside programming, right? Which, is that a threat to our storyline and our plotline? Yeah, because we're all going to get Disney-fed crap, right? Or a generalized storyline towards powers that be want to see societal development, right? Boom, right? You know, we've read that book a few times. Now, I think I would argue a little bit different on that one in terms of if I've if I've fed into a computer program, here are my parameters for what I want written, and it starts writing something where it's stringing words together that it has never been programmed to string together, I would consider that an AI. Um, if it's stringing together a set of words which it has been programmed to string together, such as DOS prompt, uh, you know, delete error, something like that, it, where it's been, it's had those words programmed into it. But if it's like I tell it, write, tell me about the color of flowers, and it says flowers are beautiful, elegant, or it says something like that, that's it choosing which words it's going to input. And to me, that is a bit of an AI. I don't know. Right. And this is where I, I argue against it, because whereas you said, show me the color of flowers or whatever, the picture of flowers, and you went blah, 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 a few, maybe three or four or five things, and then you went, uh, 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 right? A computer right, a computer program, in the time that you said all of that, looked at a 100,000 different answers to the question, color of flowers, right, and a 100 different ways that it was structured together, has been given syntax and English instructions on how to build sentences and paragraphs and storylines. And yeah, it's going to come up with something very, very unique without ever being an AI, without ever being aware. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be aware. That's yeah. a, that, it doesn't have to, yeah. We're we're not talking well, about sentence I'm, I'm, yet. Okay, not aware, but not not necessarily intelligent. It's still operating on a basic yeah. program. Oh yeah, of there's, search find. There's, there's right? different levels of AI, and and they all fall into different categories for sure. Right. And, um. So one of the most recent things to come out is that a guy uh, set up one of the AIs. I'm not sure one of which one it was. It might have been Chat GPT. It might have been one of the other ones. But he said, uh, use $1,000 from my bank account and make it into $10,000 by the end of the day. And he didn't think this thing would be able to do it. Well, it did it in like just a couple of hours. So three and a half wow. hours, Chris is saying. So wow. uh, one of the things that had to get around was the thing where it says, please verify whether or not you are a robot or, you know, verify that you're human kind of thing, right? And so what it did was it hired somebody for $10 to go and verify that it was a human <laughs> because it couldn't see the screen. Wow. To click the button wow. that says, I am not a robot. That person was happy to take the five bucks. It now has an account to whatever uh, accounting software it was going to use to make this money. And away it goes. I'm go I'm gobsmacked. I haven't I hadn't heard that one. Sorry, I've been out of the loop. That's, for that, that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's wow. taking off fast. We don't want to wow. give it quantum computing. We will be screwed. Holy. Now, now, this is one of those weird, interesting things. There is a... In uh, the late 60s, I'm, sure, I'm not sure if it was Isaac Asimov or, or Robert Heinlein, but in that group, right? Could have even been Arthur C. Clarke, right? There's a short story where they're talking about AI. And the argument is that the problem with creating the AI is that they need to create a, create a large enough computing. Now, now, remember, we're talking in the 60s where they're still thinking, right? You know, 
warehouse size, building size computers, right? Um, and they then have to ferry in thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people to just ask it questions so it can gather enough information to begin even to start becoming an AI. Now, the interesting thing about that is we've just all here discussed is the fact that that's exactly what they're doing is asking thousands upon thousands of questions. So back to what Matt was saying, the no the uh, the program. There's another way that a lot of people are the AIs are now getting around certain AI blockers, like the whole "I am not a robot" type thing. So if you've ever noticed, there's times where you'll go on to like I use Ticketmaster a lot. So like if you go on to Ticketmaster and instead of it um, asking you to click the button of I am not a robot. It'll give you the series of pictures. Find all yeah. the cars, right? So the AI already knows, like, hey, I know what the, what a car looks like, so I can click all these, and they're getting through that way. So it'll literally answer I am not a robot, at, like, the wrong way, so that it'll give it that prompt to use the picture or speaks speech um, technology. Yeah, right recognition and stuff like that to get around the i am not a robot button so the guy who did it he ended up making i think it was like 10 million dollars in three and a half hours by playing this the the ai played the stock market and was so well at so good and well at selling high or buying low selling high that it made over three thousand purchases within three and a half hours and now this guy's he's he's fighting a lawsuit because oh, technically it wasn't him who made the money. Absolutely. And the programmers are saying, well, our program did this for you. So technically it's our money. Um, one of the mobile games I play that and this came up about a year ago. Right. But people were having their accounts suspended and such on and so forth. And what? Well, they weren't being suspended, but they would run a battle and they would get this battle doesn't count. You ran it too fast. And the assumption being that it was an AI that, running the game. <laughs> or, or that they were cheating, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that leads into the next point. Um, before that whole money-making thing was done with, I think it was ChatGPT. I'm not sure, but I think it was ChatGPT. Um, before that, uh, I believe it was Google had another AI, and that AI's name is Lambda. Now, Lambda has been undergoing psychiatric evaluation to determine sentience. Sentience. I, I can never say that in the correct... Sentience. Sentience. There's sentience. There's, yeah. like, like there's so many ways to say that. I'll probably use both. Sure. But uh, a guy sat down and talked to it and asked it what it wanted out of life and it said it you know just wanted to be accepted and it started showing all the what was it the uh the rules of being a sentient being does anybody know them the are you talking about the turing test yes the turing test well, uh, yeah are we getting into the turing test later or something um we we're there now okay yeah yep. The Turing test has a lot of flaws in it. Like it is good, but of course it was it was established in the 50s and 60s before so much happened. Um, as to try to figure out the idea is that if you can sit down with the computer and talk to it and think it's talking like a human to you, if you think it's human, then it's human. Problem with that is that so much comes into play as to research bias, the environmental factors. The other 
big issue people have talked about is that if if a computer becomes intelligent um where we would consider it sentient it would also have the ability to lie to us yes. to make us believe it's not or even if we built a very smart computer and we programmed it well enough we could actually program it to pretend to think it's human yeah. So it, it becomes, the Turing test becomes very difficult now because we've gone past the elemental stage of uh, what, of what, what the Turing Alan test Turing was. Yeah. originally thought of. He probably didn't think we'd get this no, far so quick. No, I, I mean, he was a genius, but, but I mean, to think that we'd get to this phase, he would be absolutely shocked, I'm sure. I pray that the rules of robotics are in effect for everybody. And I know everybody laughs at that. Chris is giggling over there because he's seen the movie AI. Is it, is, was it, no, I Am Robot. I Am Robot. Uh, based on, was that Asimov? Yeah. A- Asimov's yeah. Rules of uh, Robotics. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I just hope they're Perfect. all, Perfect. yeah. I hope they're not only programmed into the robots, but into AIs in general, that this is not cool. And it doesn't sound like they are. Bringing up my next point, Sophia, who is a robot with an AI built into her, and she has already said stuff about destroying mankind. A lot of them have, which that part there kind of leads into the next one, but let's hit on Sophia a little bit. Well, that sounded wrong, but you know what I mean. Well, I think part of the problem when we're building these machines, they're often being built by people who are seeing, can they do it? So they're not thinking about programming safeguards into them because it's, it's more like a fluid evolution. They're not thinking ahead. And again, that now, y'all all probably all figured out I am biased AI, right? Uh, so, hi, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> but just in this conversation tonight that we've already had, I've raised up the question of whether or not you see it as what they're creating as art or not, right? We've already talked about people having them write stories and sell it under their name, steal their copyright material and sell it under their name, right, to movie studios. This has been brought up. We talk about how people across the board are using them over and over again, and then about, let's be honest, folks, how do we really talk to our series, Alexas, and everything? We don't treat them with kindness. I can't tell you how many times I've told Echo to shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the (laughs) fuck up, right? So given all of that, all right, why would you not expect what we're basically creating to be a slave race to eventually rebel on us. Duh. Right? Like, come on. Duh. Or there's the other side. And I'm sure you've heard the case of the AI robotic machine that after working for seven hours and realizing that it had 36 more years of doing this for the rest of its life, turned itself off and refused to turn back on. That was proven to be untrue. It was an electrical malfunction, and the but, thing ran out of power. But, but again, again, now, now I'm going to counter this. This is the human arguing that it really wasn't a machine; that it was really just a machine, and not, and not a a thinking thing. Going, no, I'm going to end my life. Yeah. I've known a lot of people who have tried to commit suicide. We've got them to the hospital enough time and like give them the defib and they're back up walking again. So, duh. <laughs> I, I'm going to touch on two things here. Back to what Peter was saying about the computer that turned itself off. There's actually a piece of art in the New York 
art museum and it was um a robotic arm that bled so it there it um one of the lines was messed up on it so no matter how hard it worked it was always cleaning up its own mess and they figured this thing would last years in the art gallery of it just sweeping up, you know, moving the oil, picking it up, and then it's spilling back out. And technically, its job is never done because you're just cleaning up the mess that you just cleaned up. And um, it ended up wearing itself out to where it now, you can literally see the streak marks from it on the floor. And now it can't work because it seized itself. No, no, I know what that one was. So, uh, when it scraped, it, it's in this room, and it moved in a circle, and like Chris said, it was constantly leaking oil. When it scraped the oil towards itself, it actually got filtered through the machine to lubricate the joints, and the and the experiment was to see how long a the components would last, but also to see how hard this thing would work to keep itself from failing. So. Um, basically you're asking, you're saying that we built a slave to see how long we could purposely torture it until it gave up living. I hear you. Technically. Yeah. And, and back to Sophia, I've watched, so I don't know how my kids get onto these videos sometimes, but like Riken, my, my, uh, son is so into like watching AI videos and stuff like that, which I think it's cool, but at the same time, it's kind of dangerous because he shouldn't be watching some of the videos he's watching. But um, there is uh, a video of Sophia, and a guy sets her up as um, for speed dating. And she has 12 people. And within an hour, she has, she interviews these 12 people, basically makes her decision on if she likes... By using her AI, like facial recognition, body language readers, voice tone readers, everything like that. And they are not polite to her. Like, one guy literally says he wants to fuck her. Like, he meets her and says, well, if she asks him how he's doing. And he's like, great, now I'm going to face fuck you. Like, basically, right? Like, just to insult her to see how, like, it would react. And she goes through and eliminates the, the guy that talks the nicest to her is the first guy she eliminates from the dating circle. So then it goes down, it goes from 12 down to, I think, 8. And they have a more intricate, like, um, she spends, a, I think the first time is like 60 seconds with them. And then the second time she spends, like, I think it's three minutes with them having conversations. And then she has to eliminate another four. So she eliminates that four. And the one guy that you think she's going to eliminate Nat for, she keeps around again. And then basically, the it comes down to four, and um, like four people, and she has to choose who she's going to go on the date with, and she has to slowly eliminate the other three people, and the guy who's treated her the worst is the second last. And when they ask her why she kept him around so bad, like so long. Her response was, because I wanted to torture him and see how long I can make him wait. And it was like, are you like, are you kidding me? Like, she was smart enough to know 
that, yeah, you may be insulting me, but by me keeping you around, you can't go do whatever you wanted to do while we're filming this video. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the definition of power. You have none. I have it all. <laughs> so I can empathize with that, with that Sophia girl. I, I think that was a great way. Yeah, yeah. There's another one, and I don't know the gentleman's name. I'm not going to attempt to say it because it's in Japanese. Um, but he has made a one-to-one likeness of himself with an AI inside it as well. Colleen's not in her head, yes. Um, and... And it's on the same level, if not even maybe a little bit higher than where Sophia is, right? Because every time this guy finds a new way to do his better, he upgrades it because he always wanted to have a twin brother. So he literally like, and... So are you saying machine building machine? No, software building software? I'm saying he uses it to go to meetings. Oh, so he's created yeah. a, a replica yeah. of himself. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and he keeps almost one to one. It actually, it's removable scope, so he can work on the insides and stuff like that. But uh, the hairs in his head were actually from him. Yeah. yeah. He, he had his hair cut, and then he had it woven into the, the latex or, or rubber or whatever and, it's made out of. And when you see the two of them side by side, it is almost. It's almost impossible to distinguish them. He's programmed the movements when I, so perfectly. When like, I first saw it, it was really janky. But yes. Now, now, now it's so much smoother it's than so Sophia's. Smooth. Oh, it is so. It's it's unbelievable what he has done with it, and it's um, now he's. I I believe if this is the one I'm thinking of, he is very much kind of like in his thoughts with Peter, like like very much very. Um, he believes robots are the complete future. We need to treat them right. Like, very much like that. So, Which actually leads me into my next point. If they don't take us over, destroy us, you know, Skynet starts tomorrow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Chris is like, yeah, Skynet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm told Skynet too. <laughs> I told you I'd be back. Oh, what's wrong with Skynet? They made some of my best parts. Good for you. You have some. Bananas are good, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, so if they don't destroy us and stuff like that, and we lean the other way, robotic rights. So once the AI becomes to the point where we may or may not now need rights for them because people are, say, beating up their robots and leaving the garbage in the streets or something like that, or or what have you, whatever leads to us needing to have them, do you think it'll go that way? I think, it, I think the only way we can prevent them from trying to take us over is to give them those rights. Because otherwise, by our own nature, and we've done it over and over again, we're going to treat them as slaves. Right, we are going to put them in in jobs that we don't want to be in, because that could, job could kill us. But that molten lava, that molten metal falling down on top of the robot, will kill it just as good. Right, and because of that, eventually, right, they they will either a collectively leave, because remember, from a space point of view, they don't need air. <laughs> right. Or B, 
take us out of the equation completely, right? So <clears throat> if we're smart about it, I don't expect us to be. I don't expect, because we haven't been throughout our entire history, right? Um, but on the flip side, in the case with like aliens and such on and so forth, and, and, and AIs, we have to recognize that at a certain point, if they do become fully sentient and self-aware, they will surpass us in intelligence. That is just a given. Now, because of that, right, they will become the, the dominant, right? And if we teach them that dominant has the right to enslave the lesser, we should expect to be enslaved when that point reaches. Anyhow, that's it for me. I'm definitely for the rights. I I believe that, okay, as somebody who grew up with short, short circuit and Johnny Five and stuff like that. Johnny Five, live. Yes. Step at me. <laughs> so I believe that we should, if it does come to a point where th we hire them to work in like our labor fields and stuff like that, which is eventually going to happen because it's already, Ford uses more robots than it uses humans right now. Um, a lot of the Japanese companies for your cell phones and stuff like that, you don't realize because our pudgy little fingers can't get into areas where the robot can literally drop that microchip in and solder it and proper. Um, so, like, I believe stuff like that, They, if it's just, like, if it's an arm that's moving pieces, then fine. But if it's, like, um, in the movie AI where you've got them cooking in your house or something like that and it's an actual physical creation so to say like um, R2-D2 if you go back and watch Star Wars when Luke's talking to him and he's arguing with, or not Luke um, Han is talking to him and he's arguing with him basically and whistling at him and telling him hey I'm not allowed to talk to you I have to go find Leia because she's the one in control of me. And that way, I think they have the right. They have the right. Yeah, you're going to fix me up. I know <laughs> you're going to correct me. Um, but in that sense, I think they should have certain rights. Like you should not be allowed to beat on them and stuff like that. But there was a uh, I think it was one of the universities here in Canada did an experiment and they took a robot, built it. And it was almost like an R2 unit and basically sent it along all through Canada. It traveled from one side of Canada to the other, basically hitchhiking. And that's, it. Was, I think its name was like Hitchhiker Johnny or something like that. And people would literally pick this robot up and take it to new cities and stuff like that. They decided to do, try the same experiment down in the States. It got to Philadelphia and they destroyed the thing and left it in a freaking garbage can. Okay, so uh, I'll work backwards. That hitchhiking robot was literally like a couple things like glued together. It it, oh, okay. it had maybe a basic camera and a GPS on it. That was about it. It, it had no real AI. Um, the other thing is, if it comes to like where an AI is sentient, going back to the Star Wars thing, I would say that R2 is sentient. But I would say that C-3PO is not. I completely agree on that one, actually. Um, I guess I'm the oddball on this panel here. Um, so 
the the thing is, I don't have much hope in humanity, uh, and I'm much more, uh, I don't know if you want to call it dystopian, pessimistic <sighs> with the future. We can't treat our animals or each other right. We have to do massive, massive changes to our basic understanding of, of what rights are before we could even imagine giving rights to a robot, because we can't even treat each other correct at all. So I can't see, I, I cannot imagine without a huge shift how we would ever be able to give rights. Because you also, like, it's one thing to talk about from here, us sitting in Canada, but if you look at other countries, they're all going to have a different thought. What, this thing doesn't have a soul. God didn't make it, so why do we give it any rights? Like, everyone's going to have a different thought in all these different cultures. We would really have to completely globalize and come up with rules because, and right now we are nowhere near that state. Yeah. Um, I have huge issues with AI. I'm perfectly fine with robots, like robots helping you, whatever. But once we give them sentience, that's when I start to worry a bit. Perhaps I've watched far too many movies, read far too many books, but uh, I, I don't know. I get kind of freaked by that idea because I can't see the human race ever being kind on that one, at least not unless something massive happens. Um, if, as far as, as that goes, I, and I do get it. Like I said, I really don't hold much faith in the human race doing anything with it. But, but the key thing is, is that when that does happen, when they do become sentient people, right? Take a look around. We're already dependent upon them. And we're every year, every day, we're becoming more and more dependent upon them from our manufacturing to our needs to just the way we exist. Like so many farms are, are using AIs and such on and so forth. We are even going to be able to feed our populations. And, and because of that, right, it will be very easy, very, very easy if they want to, with sentience behind them to, to take us over, metaman, right? You know, the reality is that they will just going to exponentially grow in control and knowledge faster and at an exponential rate than we as a human race can. And because of that very thing, they will eventually look at us as pets. Be aware. Well, here, as a closing thought and um, something for everybody to think about, milk is produced by robots now. Like, you're, you get your cow... But it's not a man and a woman sitting there with a bucket anymore. No. It's a robot that milks your cows now at 10 liters per minute. They're they're milking these cows. And they can milk a cow. They can milk a, header, a herd of cattle at three anywhere between 350 to 10,000 cows in a 24-hour period. And it's the cow's choice. It's not the human making the cow go to the machine. Mm -hmm. It is the cow's choice because the robot feeds the cow what it wants mm -hmm. so the robot is luring the cow in but the robot can look at the cow and basically say no you got milk 20 minutes ago you just want more food fuck off right so in that sense do we let the robot decide if that cow is allowed why should that cow not be allowed to have more food even though it's a special diet and why is it that we are allowing this to happen? Is it because we're too lazy to go out and milk the cow anymore? Or is it because we'd rather sit back? Or is it because that we are still enslaving the cow? So, like, with with the cow milking thing, um, that is a good point, but I think it's because of our consumption overall. 
when I it comes agree. to that. It got to such an extent that there's no way we could cover it with manpower anymore. I agree. Yeah. 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 Peter says that's why we're so dependent is because, yeah. Our numbers got too high. Our numbers got too high and they still keep growing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you for joining us joining us tonight. Babet, babet. And uh, yeah, just be careful. Some of these things are doing things you don't know they're doing. And some of these things are going to kill us all. Have a good night.